Well, the clock struck 11, but 11.57's when it struck me that I just couldn't stay. So I jumped on my scooter, headed home to my computer, where that damn work firewall couldn't get in the way. But Monday breaks up the course of the day, and this day would probably break me with no nooner there to break me away. It's like a bandit on the greatest known on the USA. Welcome to Nooner on the Smodco uh, Internet Radio Network. Yeah. Uh, my name is Marty. I'm part of a basket of deplorables. I'm here with another member. <laughs> Hello there, I'm it's, Giselle. It's Giselle. It's just us for right now. We'll have a guest coming in a l- little bit. Cassandra uh, um, has a photo shoot today, and John is taking a little break. Um, I did want to start off uh, before uh, we got into to fun stuff. Just uh, uh, we got a lot of email. Uh, you know, I don't know if you listened to uh, a few weeks ago, but we did have uh, a big talk about um, uh, Black Lives Matter and. Uh, we had a great guest, Ray, who just offered some very uh, great insights. And I just wanted to... Uh, we got tons of email. Um, Ray sent in some something very um, very smart and insightful and uh, supporting um, uh, uh, Buddy. And then, uh, and then uh, Ricky had a problem with Buddy. Uh, Ricky, a listener. And that spawned a big um, uh, sort of flurry of, of emails about uh, the use of the term Uncle Tom, and um, we got Bruce from South Korea saying that, that Ricky did it wrong, uh, used the term incorrectly, and then we also had um, Taswell who says that, uh, um, he said, calling someone an Uncle Tom is nowhere near as offensive as calling them a nigger, um, and he's uh, multiracial, by the way, uh, and African-American, so... Um, and he was very much um, on the side of uh, Black Lives Matter. So, uh, but ultimately, the the bottom line is that uh, complex matter needs to be tackled from all different sides. I support Colin Kaepernick and all the NFL uh, who protest the national anthem, and uh, as it is a form of free expression. And um, and also the other thing, uh, this is just. Um, in regular discourse, when when you get into name calling, uh, so someone brought up Godwin's Law. Uh, I think it was, oh, it was also Bruce um, in South Korea. But uh, that's the law that once you mention uh, compare someone to Hitler, it uh, immediately you know um, uh, d- dismantles whatever argument they've set up. And I think that you can say that about any sort of ad hominem attack. You know, which is uh, they're calling. I saw. Did you see that drawing on the back of someone's dusty car? You know how people write with their finger on a dusty car. Mm-hmm. They they show a picture on the internet of a car window, and somebody had written uh, "Orange Hitler." <laughs> That's Trump. Okay, well, that they call that, him Orange Hitler. They're the the. It's funny. It is funny. I'm sorry. But no, but in a regular conversation, if you're just talking to somebody and you want them to hear you, when you get into name calling, I think that um, it's much uh, more productive. They tend to shut down dialogue. Right. And then, and right, because the other person says, well, once you say that, like, you know, how can I deal with that? And so um, on this show, we will aspire to be uh, 
thoughtful and listen to others. And I can't hear what you're saying. Uh, that's because you, you've got Hitler in your ears. <laughs> Orange Hitler. Orange Hitler is coming out of your ears. Let me tell you something. Please. Uh, my friend Fred, who's a therapist... Uh, we was talking about disagreements and how to navigate trying to fix a disagreement. Uh, and we was reminded of that uh, parable about the three blind mice uh, trying to describe uh, an elephant. Mm -hmm. And one of them have hold of the tail and he's describing saying, well, this is a, an elephant is long and thin and it have a big tuft on the end of it. And another of the blind mice is at the elephant's foot, you know, feeling its big fingernail. And he said, no, no, an elephant is tall and smooth like a big wall. And another one is on the back of his head saying, no, no, an elephant is like a mountain. And what this or that? They all have completely different experience of what an elephant is. Each of them is valid. And not only that, each of them is incomplete. So we was thinking about this parable in terms of when people get into a disagreement. In some ways, nobody is ever wrong. I'm not talking about facts, because we can check facts and sometimes we can agree on objective facts, sometimes. But I'm talking about everybody have their own life experience, how they was raised, what beliefs they was instilled with, and what things they think is important. And this color their experience, and they, most people is telling the truth based on their own experience. So even if it's a very different point of view, to them it's completely true. Sure. So to everyone in an argument, they each is right. Right. Each one is completely right. But if the mouse doesn't listen to the other mice, yes, then they can't create the whole picture. Yes. But it requires listening. Yes. And, and, but yeah. also, uh, this is then what my friend Fred say, he, he agree with you 100%. He say, I'm less interested in reality, quote unquote, because we can, he say, I'm more interested in feelings uh, because when we can get down and be honest at, on the level of our feelings and not have to argue so much about you don't have a grasp on reality and this is what's real. No, this is what's real. Okay, we can argue about that for a long time. But how about we tell each other, listen, I feel really sad when we talk this way. You know, I can relate to that. I feel sad and afraid too, and blah, 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 like this. Uh, so it's an interesting thought I was thinking about. Maybe less reality, more uh, connection on the level of feelings. Maybe. On, um, and then I say, on the other hand, whatever. <laughs> um, on, on the other hand, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, and I think if anything, if you look at the Trump um, people, uh, supporters, or even the, the Bernie supporters or the Hillary supporters, like when they start talking about feelings more than issues, you know? And, the Trump supporters? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, just like the feeling that there's, the that, that, you know, he's going to make it better. Yes. You know, as opposed to, okay, well, what are the nuts and bolts? They're less interested in that because they are feeling something. Yes. And I think in order to cohere the country, 
as best you can, it's important to understand why people feel the way they do. Uh, for a leader in a political sphere, I'm more interested in, uh, you know, um, policies and ideas because they, they are supposed to lead us in policies and ideas. But, you know, then this other guy was on uh, the TED Radio Hour, was talking about the idea of failure. And he said, he was talking about how time and again, uh, successful solutions are found through trial and error. And he said, obviously, this seemed like a no-brainer. Yeah, trial and error. But he said, until we have a politician who can stand up and say, listen, Let's, I, I want to fix healthcare, but I don't really know how to do it. But here's what we're going to try and we're going to be flexible. And if it don't work, we're going to fix this or fix that. Wouldn't that be a great way to run the country to try, well, try things and tweak them? You like tweaking? Anytime you make You're a, mistake, a tweaker. How dare you? <laughs> what is that? I got, I got through that. <laughs> tweaker is not a good thing. No, it's like a meth head. Um, well, that's the method for figuring things out, is to tweak okay, them. Okay, you're, you are banned. I am <laughs> I turning your mic off, just for five seconds. I'm channeling Grandpa with the jokes. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> shut up. Stop it, Dad. Um, well, okay, I apologize. I was, I'm a momentarily distracted because... Yeah, somebody, uh, Ritzberger tweeted in, are we going to be online? And so Jane just tweeted in that if uh, if Marty making a mistake, uh, oh, she feels that Marty making a mistake should be part of a drinking game. You know what? I have too much respect for you people, and I don't want you to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, we would get alcohol poisoning. I'm going to tweet that. Yeah. Um, oh, please do. Um, uh, how do you spell alcohol? There we go. Poisoning. This is good. Uh, we we can just have um, a podcast of me reading my words as I tweet as I, them. As you, yes, and get into the thinking process of like, uh, okay, how does this spell in English? Um, how does this spell? Uh, so is we on now? I I don't care. I'm still going to talk. We're, this is all going to be on the show, and this is great stuff. Um, just classic. I had, uh, I don't know, you were very kind not to mention it, but, you know, my on the Sunday cast, my nose was rather red. Do you remember that? No. Oh, well, because I had a giant zit, and which is you know, just mortifying. And as a 48-year-old man, 47-year-old man, to have still get zits. And it was just a rather persistent one. And I thought it had gone away. And then last night, it was like still something there. And you know, it was one of those that's like deep in your nose. I don't know if you've ever had a pimple yeah, in your life. Yeah, I had that. And I was poking at it, and then, you know what? Out, out popped from the tip of my nose. Oh, I don't think I can hear it. You tell everyone else, but I'm going to block my ears. A nose hair. That's it. Just hold up your finger when you finish I'm, I'm describing finished. it. I'm fin done. That was it. I can't hear you. Did you <laughs> I'm finish? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Can, you can hear me. You can hear me damn well. No, no. I was oh, blocked really? my ears. Oh. Um, did you finish? I did finish. Okay. Yeah. I'm sensitive about those kind of things. Oh, but it was just crazy. So it turns out it was just, un yeah. But it, I, it was crazy that it worked its way from my nostril to the tip of my nose. Wow. Yeah. That's um, pretty exciting stuff. I, it was terrifying. I want to uh, 
tell everybody who's 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 listening now that when the podcast um, drop onto for streaming. Oh, or for, you, you can't for miss downloading. that first. Yeah, go back and listen because I had a really brilliant monologue about how we can all get along and problem solving. <laughs> uh, you know me, I, I got all serious. And anyway, we talk about the parable of the three blind mice. Yeah. Um. Evan tweeted, good morning, y'all. Did you happen to see my sad series of tweets last week? Did we? What was um, they? I'm sure we did. Was I tagged on them because I was not manning the the tweets last week? I don't remember. Their last week was just a a, a, a crazy blur. All right, uh, Evan. So if you want to, you can uh, retweet because I'm on there now. Yeah, I'm looking at his stream and like it says his last tweet was in the, on July 11th. Okay, we got to move on. Okay, All but right. good morning to Tyson, Senor Smoke. Good morning, Jane. Yeah. Uh, good morning to Ritzberger. Good morning, uh, Steve is on. Yeah. Carrie Lynn. Hello, hello. And uh, the, the Tumblr page. Tuesday, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Nooner Podcast at Tumblr. Oh, oh my God, I'm such an Joshua idiot. is on, Kinsman. Noonerpodcast.tumblr.com has been going for several years now, and I had an anniversary last week. So thank you uh, to Tyson and um, uh, what's his name in Wolf Amsterdam. <laughs> That's so crazy. I yeah. clearly, there's something wrong with me. I woke up way too early. Uh, and I'm just running on fumes um, right now. But well, I did luckily, want to introduce... Yeah, we, uh, we have, have a, a, guest a guest with us today. Who need, is, apparently is scared of microphones, um, which is just a terrible thing to be. Uh, we have Jason K. Casafracus. 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 Hello, Jason. Who is this? I'm Giselle. Nice to Giselle, meet you. Nice to meet you. Make sure yeah. you speak right into that microphone. All right. All right. Uh, Jason, how the hell do how the hell are you? How how was your ride getting over here? I left at seven thirty. Oh boy, seven forty-five. Where maybe. you come from? Bakersfield. Way. Wow. Yeah, oil country. Really, Bakersfield? Yeah. No, I came from the valley. Oh. And uh, it was insane. And I took, you know, I'm a native, so I took every secret route that I could. Didn't work. Didn't work. None of them. Because now everyone knows the route. Because of waves. Yes. Yeah. Although that's a pleasant voice, the wave woman. Waves. Oh. And I am willing to listen. What does she say? sound her. like? She's an English girl. English woman. Hello, Jason. But you can yes. have you can Please have multiple people do your voice. You I know. prefer I prefer her over Morgan Freeman or Kevin Hart. You yeah. can have Morgan Freeman. I think so. I mean, I work w- like next to these ways people, and they're always talking about different voices. You really? Know? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, she is. You I, know who I would like to have? Uh, I would like to have you. Oh, actually. I will do it because you could get serious and angry, right? Yeah, uh, like. Say say turn here, but in turn an angry, here. Yeah, Will. No, not. I'm sorry. I called you Will because Will Will Wilkins was tweeting it. Uh, Jason. Yes. Turn here. Oh, thank You're you. gonna miss it. <laughs> what you. are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, exactly. All Come right. on. 
Jason's mother can do that for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I the, really drive with so you would have uh, would you have an anxiety <laughs> if your mother was the voice? Yeah, oh my <laughs> she god. She would the, tell me to turn the wrong way. You know what? Too. They should do a service where Mothers can record it. For yeah. <laughs> and they could add Turn little... left here, and is that what you're wearing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when are you going to settle down? <laughs> is this the car you're driving? <laughs> Turn left here, and why don't you call me? <laughs> <laughs> you're better than that. Or in my case, why you why you drive so bad? That's the voice of my mother. <laughs> my, mine would talk about my potential uh, and how I haven't fulfilled it and this trip that we're on right now isn't you know something i'm so mad at people feeling bad because they have not fulfilled their potential it's a really uh painful feeling to feel that way i know it because i have that feeling about my buttons i'm a button designer failed uh-huh. but well i did not become a big button design star like i had hoped and it's a source of pain to me who is the big Button oh, Daiki Kinto. Daiki Kindo? Kinto. Kinto. He do Asian fusion buttons. He's a big hit. He have these toggle buttons. They're all carved. Everybody love him. Artisanal, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I think we fulfill our potential. Every day we get up and, and smile to somebody, you know? If you can, if you can you figure your out your potential uh, based on what you think it is. Yeah. And for me, that's reading. Yeah, what do you like to read? Everything. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a failed writer, so I... Why, you I can't hold a pen? It falls out of your hand? <laughs> yes, okay, exactly. don't... Br- Giselle, he's what? really sensitive about the, the, pen, the pen handling did, issue. Did you try a pencil? I'd rather not talk about it, Giselle. That's cool that you're, that you're exploring my not inability to use a pen or a pencil. I said... But I said Skip um, Sorry. I thought if I whispered it would be less I painful. Could, I could, that sounds more like a, the voice in my head, actually, when you when you whisper. That's better. Does it so, say, you're doing great, Jason? You sound rarely. You you got up, you like, you cleaned your face off with a cloth. Yeah, pick up pick up the pencil. Pick you can it, do it. Pick there up you the go. pencil. Just hold thumb on one side, fingers on the other. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh maybe I need you know what I need? I need a LifeWays app. Oh, yes. okay. I think we discovered the killer app. Guys, podcast ending early. All right. <laughs> Go <laughs> into quickly, office. Hello to Joseph Douglas Watson, who is also just tweeted in. Hello. So that's nice. Uh, so, okay. I want to... Do you know what anaphylaxis is? Anaphylaxis? Shock. No, uh, she's the my neighbor. Is that oh, when Alexis. people... Yeah. The when, Greek woman next door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your cousin, right. you know, from the... Shocking woman. Right. Shocking. <laughs> Is that when people try to give themselves some pleasure by putting a rope around their neck? No, no that's, that's auto-erotic. I don't know what that is. Here, let me explain it to you. Okay. So, the feeling of, uh, well... <clears throat> Bee stings? Yeah, so if you have uh, an allergy... Uh, you, your body has a, a severe histamine reaction. It can cause swelling uh, to happen in your airways, and you can no longer take a breath. And that, that condition is called anaphylaxis. And I'm, I could be fucking up the biology. I probably am. But um, and it, happens, it can happen when somebody uh, swallows a nut and they have a nut allergy, or they have a bee sting, or 
any any sort of true allergy. I'm not talking about I'm gluten intolerant. Like, this oh. is like a real, uh, a very very serious thing. As a child, I was allergic to eggs, deathly allergic to eggs, oh. and when. And that w- that's what would happen. My throat would begin to constrict, and my parents would put me in the small bathroom in the back of the house with the it. shower on, the hot oh. shower on. Oh, really? That and was th- and it helped. It helped. Wow, because it loosened up your, your airways. It did, and it was eerie in there too. So, oh. how did you like? If you know that you're like deathly like allergic to something, how do you how do you be like? You know what? It's been a while. I'll try an egg. I'll try and I'll try this quiche. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. delicious. It just looks too good to pass up. Uh, get the shower ready. Uh, yeah, I, I I actually uh when I went to school and I was finally able to you know you have to go to I lived in the dorms you go to the cafeteria and everyone's eating eggs and I'm like eating you know cereal and very depressing foods in there and one my roommate said you've got to come on don't be an idiot and to make a long story short little by little I took a teeny bit of of egg and I got a little sick and then a little more a little more and finally by the end of the year I was able gone I went from you could eat totally you could rock you could rocky training rocky a whole Absolutely. glass full of egg, raw eggs cholesterol like when I was a freshman was like 75 uh-huh. and when I was a senior after eating eggs like three times a day having been deprived of eggs for mm. my whole life I uh <laughs> You dad, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not getting in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was in it by the end? Two twenty. Yeah, it was like two twenty. It was yeah. up. It was up. Uh, well, the you know what they do now. Why do you I, bring up this? Well, what they do nowadays subject. when you have go into anaphylactic shock, you um, they have a thing called an epipen, which gives you a shot of epinephrine, and uh, you put it. You stab it in your thigh, and then that that reverses the histamine reaction. Right, and uh, you can breathe again, and it saved countless lives. Um, and you know, I think what a few years ago it was like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And the con- company that this is like current events you're talking about right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah, you're talking right. about the EpiPen. Yeah, yeah. The so expensive EpiPen. Um, now it costs six hundred dollars for a two pack of. Of epipens. Does your insurance cover that? Uh, it covers some of it, and there's an interesting thing. Yeah, so in 2009 it was 100 bucks, and then so now for no reason whatsoever it's now 600 dollars. Well, one reason whatsoever. They had a meeting. They had a meeting, and, and then <laughs> yeah, and then the you know the the CEO, she her her um uh her salary went up like you know hundreds of percents, and she like last year she made 19 million dollars. The EpiPen. EpiPen. Woman. Yes. And the thing that about the EpiPen is it's not that, you know, that you would say like, okay, well, why isn't there a generic version? Epinephrine has been around for a while and, and it's pretty relatively cheap to produce. It's probably like a dollar a dose. Right. Um, but the pen itself is patented. and It's because, a pretty amazing thing. And yeah, and, and so the, that patent goes on for another, you know, whatever, couple decades or something like that where they have the lock on this. So... But anybody else could make uh, an epi- you know, a delivery device. And you know, the, a doctor has done that. He packed a syringe you know, and, and sells it. Like, right. But you, you, know, you have to actually take out the syringe and tap it and like, inject it. But he sells that for like 30 bucks. You know? So like a homemade EpiPen. Right. So 
Yeah, so kids are walking around, uh, you know, who are allergic to bee stings, and they're running around summer camp with an EpiPen in their pocket just in case this happens. Yeah. And it's like big and bulky, and kids don't like to wear it, to carry it. So it's not even a great product either. No. Um, you know, like uh, my nephew, he has uh, he's allergic to nuts, and so he had he accidentally ate a nut, and he was going into anaphylaxis. And uh, my future sister in law was like trying to get the EpiPen and like kids freaking out and like she's ep- coming at him with this thing. Yeah. And epinephrine's going squirting places and <laughs> blood is going all over the place. And luckily there because was enough. That's not funny. No, there was enough that he was okay, but it was just like, there has to be a better way, you know? But the problem is like, they have such a lock on this because people just EpiPen is a brand name and just people just think about, okay, just get the, I just want my kid to have the EpiPen. I want my kid to have the best. I want. Yeah. The, give me the know. best. And it's like, you know, life or death situation. And you, of course you don't want to take those risks and try something, this new product, which is cheaper, yeah. you know, but the EpiPen also only epinephrine only lasts like a year before it goes bad. Okay. So you have to spend Can you refill it? No, no. You have oh, it's to, one use. Yeah, it's one use. And you get it in two packs. So basically every year you're spending $600 on EpiPens if you don't use it. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And the, like, it, I mean, it's crazy. Like they, they said they're coming out with the generic version, exactly the same, except it won't be called an EpiPen. It's made by the same company. And they're going to give everybody a discount. It's only going to cost $300. Do you want to know my six years ago, seven years ago, $100. So it's still three times as much. My thought, because I'm a, I have mental issues, and when I clearly that's why you're here. Yeah, when I was, I don't remember uh, these allergies when I was a child, which was in the you know the late 1920s. Well, there so, there has been an increase in in allergies, and there's a reason. There, there's a suspected reason for that. And well, yeah, I mean it's it's obviously. Video um, games uh, and and the left wing conspiracy. Yeah. Um, no, well, they suspect that one of the reasons, like kids out who live in outdoors and in farms and stuff, they have far fewer. Yeah. Um, and they think that it's part of your biome. Like if you if you have lead too sterile a life, you're going to be too sensitive to. That's that. why I think I led a sterile life in the valley as a child, and then when I got to UCLA. And where you're just like was, fucking everything. And yes. Just licking ground where yes. you touch it and you just did like whatever they told me to do. Lying in ditches. And, yeah. yeah. Um, fraternity hazing. And I became, you know, immunoman. Yeah. And I didn't get sick. But the point, the point is, is that some guy or woman um, was at the EpiPen headquarters noticing, you know, like a graph, like kids are on the. Kids with allergies are on the uh, on the X axis, mm-hmm. and allergies were on the Y axis. And he noticed the red line going up, and he's like, "How can we, right, monetize this?" And they do offer these coupons that are zero copay coupons that they give directly to to patients. Oh. So they just pass the expense on to the insurance. So the company. insurance company still that they will cover hundred dollars of your copay, but the insurance company is still paying $500. Right. And they would pay that regardless. So it's still passed it on to the people. Exactly. It's not a victimless crime. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no. But, Someone's getting it. And here's the, the crazy thing. What's it, the crazy the, thing? This is the crazy thing. How much do you think it is in Canada? Two sixty. dollars oh, I hate $2. that. $2.60. Nope. $50. 
80 bucks, 80, 90 bucks. Oh my goodness. And same thing in Europe, 80, 90 bucks. Why? Well, because that, you know what? They're selling it there and they're still getting a profit or else they wouldn't be selling it there. Is it too much to say that America is just stupid? No, it's actually, there's a reason why. It's because those are socialist, uh, social, socialist medical, socialized medicine, socialized medicine. systems. So governments negotiate with, it, go, governments set the price with the companies. And they say, if they say, you know, we want to charge $600, they'll be like, fuck you, you know, and go away. And then they come back. Okay, we'll that seems we'll, like we'll, a much better way to do it than what we'll, we do. We'll, we'll do it for 80. We're like the, America's like the big, you know, uh, uh, we make deals, and be, you know? And what, and what happens? Because we can market, they, they can market the EpiPen. Like, you can't, you can't uh, advertise for pharmaceuticals in other countries, in a lot of other countries. But here we can, and you have the little warning thing about dry mouth and whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we can do that. And so people were like, no, I don't want... Epifriend, I want EpiPen. Yeah, okay? I'm so, asking you. Yeah, the commercial said, ask my doctor, yeah, and I'm, I'm asking, asking you right now. I'm not even allergic to anything. <laughs> I just want it. I just want to feel safe. Oh, God. Can I just say one thing that, that I was uh, watching television last night, and there was a uh, commercial, and you might have seen it, for a... It was a blind guy walking through what I think is Union Station in L.A., and the commercial was for... Uh, some sort of a medicine for blind people who can't uh, acclimate to, you know, their circadian rhythm is off because they, they don't react to light. And so it's something called Something 24. In other words, it's a major ad campaign on a major network. Um, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. I'm glad that it's happening. I'm glad that blind people are getting the, the, the medications and the, and the help they need. Right. But it was just a bizarre, because I'm like, how many people need this medication? And, aren't and how they, many blind people are going to see this ad? How many blind people see it? And, and, and also, um, uh, what wouldn't, I, I don't know. I ha now, now I'm getting into territory because I don't know about blind people. I don't, I don't, I don't right. think I know any blind people. I don't know any blind people. Do you any, know any blind people? Um, I have not seen them lately. Nor have they you. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, have, you, have blind, you have blindness blindness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like blind people. Uh, how do you know? You don't know any. I've seen them, and they seem very nice, and I like people that need my help, too. So Darren in Wolf Amsterdam, he points out that Mylan have, has the patent, but they have the patent on the 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 administer the the delivery, the delivery system. system. And so we need to, or hopefully, a company will come up with a better delivery system that is more portable, doesn't make mothers freak out and spill epinephrine You're everywhere. Just in your thigh, right? And, yeah. Boom. Yeah, like. Yeah, jo Joseph Douglas Watson say he. I asked him, do he carry the EpiPen? He said, I do, but I think I have a cheaper version. His insurance does not pay for the name brand stuff. Yeah. Hmm. And have you ever had to use it, Joseph Douglas Watson? Uh, hopefully not. That's a good question. Yeah. And Darren says uh, the EpiPen is uh, fifty pounds for one. For one. Yeah. So that's sound comparable to, yeah, to uh, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. And you know, actually, this has been a trend. They, the Congress did a, a, a study of, of like 14 generic drugs that have gone up 
like an average of 400%. One of the, one of these, um, uh, a, an antibiotic went up, uh, doxycycline went up from $20 in, um, 2013. A year later, it sold, it was selling for $1,800. Wow. And it's generic, so anybody could make it, but because we can, we can create these brand names and like, you know, say, oh, it's in a, it's in a pretty blue pill. Like, right. you know, like people demand it and, and doctors don't, they don't look at this stuff because they shouldn't. Doctors do not look at no. it. No. And then insurance companies, they pay it out and then we pay them. So they don't lose any money. So what we just those get screwed. Women and men who are, I always see in the doctor's office who are, who are drug reps with the it's rolling women. Well, yeah. Oh, I've seen that guy. But handsome, handsome. Right? They're always really good looking. Yeah. Well, uh, don't don't they mostly? I mean, I should do that. Well, salespeople. You're, you're, you're handsome. You're very Can handsome. Can I do it? Yeah. You're, you're you have a too. trustworthy face. It's 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 nice that you would say that, and I'm I don't know how do you learn to be that person, but also. You have to have that salesman mentality. See, you have to, I'd, you have to talk with a smile. Work, at this point in my life, hey, I would work nice for big to pharma. meet you. I'm be, talking I would, with a I smile. I would raise the price of EpiPens if I was if I was there. Yeah, and and you know what? People would be glad to do it. Look at that face. Here's seven hundred dollars. Here's a thousand dollars. Why don't they? Why don't they market them? Uh, you know, like Star Wars EpiPens. And, oh my and, God, you know. that would be <laughs> the best. Then they could raise oh, the yeah. price even oh, further. Yeah. Look, it's just a lightsaber. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, so clearly, like, and this is one reason why the uh, Obamacare is having facing a lot of problems as as it goes along because um, there isn't government negotiate. It's government paid health care, but without the the negotiated um, pharmaceutical costs, right? And the, and like I said, like you know these these drugs are being sold in socialized uh, healthcare nations for just a fraction, and the companies. Wouldn't sell there if they weren't making money. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir, Mister Wizard. Um, do I think it it comes down to lobbyists too? Obviously, in this country, of course, of course. Yeah. Are there? What's the lobbyist situation in, say, the European Union? Oh, they don't have lobby. They don't have lobby. No. they don't even have lobby. They have a they they just have a, like a lounge. They go straight straight up straight <laughs> to the offices. Yeah. No lobby. We'll just, be right with you. No reception. <laughs> you just walk right in. <laughs> Well, that's uh, the problem then. It absolutely is the problem. Yeah, it's Gosh. it's a it's a really fucked up thing, and and of course everybody deserves good health care, but like it has to be managed in a way where profit is taken out of it. You know, I mean, I, I mean, not know. profit. People should be able to profit from their inventions, but absolutely the profiteering. I guess speaking of profiteering, Evan Carty tweeted in. The story about the Wells Fargo executive Kerry Tolstead. Yeah, did you hear this? Yeah, hundred twenty-five million dollars. Do you want to explain what what they were doing? Uh, they set unrealistic um, sales goals for their employees right. because they want to earn more money by uh, taking banking fees out of new accounts, checking accounts, credit cards. And the salespeople got commissions for them. And the too. salespeople got commissions, but also they had quotas they had to meet, unrealistic quotas. So the salespeople was setting up all these fake accounts. And setting up accounts for people without their um, uh, permission, permission, yeah, all all like this. And uh, meanwhile, the the Wells Fargo um, 
CEO or executive, I don't know what. It, She's in charge of that, that, that department. department. C, yeah. Yeah. She gets a 100, almost 125 million dollars. For getting fired. Uh, yeah, that's for, her payout. Basically. And 5,000 people laid off from Wells, Wells Fargo. Fargo. They, they've stopped that practice, they've obviously. They've stopped the practice. It seemed to me a little unfair to fire everybody. Yes, they was doing the wrong thing, but... You're blaming them for carrying out... Yeah, they would have been fired if they hadn't well, met their goals. Well, I'm not allowed to say we was just following orders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to say it. But, you know, I feel bad for those. You know why I say I feel bad? Because I was reading on Reddit people who have worked at Wells Fargo and they say they hated it. Mm -hmm. The quotas were completely unrealistic. They had no choice. They, they was going to get fired if they don't do this and make up all these accounts. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was under a lot of pressure. So I feel bad for them. Yeah, That's but if th they should get fired if they're stopping that practice because then there's no job for them. So they should have fired. They should have fired them before. Well, like, well, hey, we don't have. We're not meeting sales goals, so right, we're not. Right. We're going to fire you. And Wells Fargo was. Uh, they were fined. 185 million. Yeah, which dollars. is like close to what she got paid. Yeah. So if you add up both of those things, her payout and the fine that they had to pay or that they're having to pay, uh, that's. But the great thing, well, the, and this is one of the. This I was. Just want like $100,000. $100, what would you do with it? I would open up an account at Wells Fargo. They're a very good company now. No faking, no yeah, nothing. Transparent, yeah. it's compliant. It's the best time ever to join well, Wells Fargo. And that's Fargo. thanks to the Consumer Financial uh, Protection Bureau that was started, that was championed by Elizabeth Warren. Oh, oh you Warren. mean a, a government oversight agency actually looking out for the people? Oh, but and Republicans. Exactly. And Donald Trump has sworn that he would shut it down. When he's when mm -hmm. he's elected, yeah, yeah, because less oversight that's not going to cause extreme uh, greedy gouging and problems like this, of course not. or pol dumping pollution in the rivers. No, no, people are going to police themselves. This sure, they will. Regulation is should the, be left you know up what? to the people who Everybody who's are making the money, making the money because they know best. <laughs> yes, they do. Obviously, they do. They're making the money. If yeah. you're listening to this and you are a good person, uh, please run for office. Get involved. Yeah. Um, Joshua, I mean, uh, Joshua, who's known as at Enigmatic Onion, says, blind lives matter. Blind lives do matter. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did not mean to imply that bli bl blind lives don't matter. It was just that I uh, completely, brutally, honestly was like, I, I uh, am jealous that, that, that I don't sleep either. You know, I want I, my circadian rhythm is off too. Oh, well, you should I, try Somonex. Um, I, I've tried. Um, do, you, do you? Anyway, it was a, it was an interesting. I, I in fact, I liked the commercial for the for the R twenty four or something. It was. A, I don't. I'm gonna have to do more research on this blind commercial. But it was an attractive commercial because at first, the, you know, it's a it's a guy walking through the uh, through the train station. Uh, in a very attractive, well-produced commercial, and he had a great, you know, dog with him, and I love that. Dogs. Yeah. 
Real quick, uh, Joseph Douglas Watson, he has used the EpiPen last time when was when he was a kid. Now he just stay away from fields of flowers so he can avoid the bees. But the well, that's a sad so existence. Yes. Oh my God. What about, he, 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 he lives I, in a world of plastic flowers. He has beauty in other areas of his life. I'm sure you're, you're he, right. He said using the EpiPen prepared him to be able to inject his mother with medication for her arthritis and lupus oh, later in his life. that's very sweet, actually. He's a very nice man, that Joseph Douglas was. Yeah. So I believe the, the disorder is called non-24. Non-24, thank you. Yes, and it was probably Hetlios was the, the drug, probably. Yes, I yeah. think so. All right. It's a serious chronic disorder that disrupts a person's circadian rhythms. It affects 70% of people who are totally blind. I would like wow. to take it just to see what it would do to me. Because I think it, with, without, in the absence of light, you go to like a 24.6 like hour. Like yeah, it keeps day. getting longer and longer. Yeah. Maybe when you get that $100,000, yes. you can take some time off and just stay in the dark and see how your sleep go. For... How, how That's not much different than my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympics are over, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, basically, we lost we lost Jason for two weeks because he was just watching the Olympics. Oh, and it's it's both it's both magnificent and horrible at the same time. Uh, how so? Well, because when you get to be my age, you 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 stop even imagining that you could you could ever be in the Olympics. How old is you? Uh. In my early 50s. Me too. I'm 50. You are? Congratulations. Yeah. You look this, fantastic. Oh, so do you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Uh, this, is, this is like the, the, the grandparent uh, podcast mm -hmm. today. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in <laughs> yeah. their 50s. Oh, yeah. What can we do? But you know... Um, I guess I could be a yachting. I could do that still. Yes. I? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could do that, or or um. You could buy a little curling, tin, tiny curling. little. Uh, Winter Olympics has a lot of old yachting. old people sports in it. Yeah, you can. It's you not still do um, archery. I could probably do archery. I mean, there's a guy without arms who won a medal in archery. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the Paralympics. Oh, and it was it was so embarrassing because he won like the gold, and like the guy get, puts the medal over his head yes. and then holds out his hand <laughs> to shake his hand, <laughs> and, and he's like, dude. This is, this, like, this is why I'm here, you know. <laughs> you think he would have? And maybe he's probably used to it. It's just habit. Oh yeah. sure, I don't think you can be for offended the, for the guy who stuck his hand out. Oh yeah, yeah. Not yeah. for the other guy. Uh, but you know, when you get to be this age, uh, yeah, you can't do certain things, but it's replaced with other things. Absolutely, e an inner knowing, an inner knowing. I have a, a certain have inner knowing. Yeah. That that. Yeah, that you have to keep control of because you also know other things that you'd rather not know. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? But those are easily forgettable. And the older you get, the easier More you, you forget. forget. Yeah. That's one, I have to say, that it's a source of great happiness to me mm -hmm. because I take things very uh, sensitively. Sometimes I see a picture on the internet that upset me or I hear some bit of news that upset me or I have done something and even if I apologize for doing something bad, I still regret still feel, it. Yeah. But luckily, I forget about these things pretty quickly. Me too. So that's a big help. It is, it is a huge help. Otherwise, I would be stuck in constant rumination. <laughs> 
Um, but you know what I just discovered? I'm always, my, my, my partner Helmut, he always say he know that something have gone out of style if I am embracing it because I'm always behind the time. And sure enough, just yesterday, Helmut. I learned of this great uh, song. Take me to church. I worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. You know this song? What song is this? Take me to church. Who sings it? Uh, Herzog, Herzman, Hosier. 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 Yeah. And it came out like two years ago or something. was a big hit. Yeah, that happens to me too. And this guy was dancing to it on the video. How did you hear this song? Because uh, I was looking at what movies is coming up at the artsy fartsy movie theater, oh, and yeah. one of them is called Dancer. And I look at the trailer for it; it's about this dancer named Sergei Pulinin or something like this. And I say, "Oh my goodness, he looked like a good dancer." I I want to see. I go to YouTube to see videos, and he is the dancer in this video of this "Take Me to Church" song. You, you even behind me, you have not seen it? No. I, I'm not the last one in line then. I, I, because I listen to the... Jazz. I listen to the... Smooth. Smooth jazz. jazz. The, the smoothest of smooth jazz. Imagine <laughs> if you put like double zero sandpaper on Yanni and then you get what he listens I, yeah, to. I have old, old recordings of, what was it, Coast 103? And you here? listen to them? On his, Maybe. He's What's got a, your favorite song? <laughs> he's got a non-stereo like boombox. by Hiroshima. Uh, oh, how Jesus. do it go? Um, it's an instrumental. I can't, I can't possibly. Uh, but it's, look it up. It's, do you like those 70s songs with the singers all have mustaches? Um, like Seals and Crofts? Yeah, those yeah. guys. I'm just... Mustache I, 70s singers. Yeah, I do, I do like... Well, yeah, because I was, that, was, that was when I was... What is your favorite Seals and Croft? Our house is a very, very, nope, very that's nope, fine nope. house. I think CSNY. I, I that's like, CSN. I like... Um, Little cats in is it, the is, yard. I'm not, I'm not talking about moving, moving in. in. Is that Seals and Crofts? I don't want I believe to change your that life. That is England, England Dan, Dan and John, and John Foley. Foley. Yeah. But yeah. there's yeah, right. a warm right. wind blowing the stars Here. around. I've got some... I'd if really you put on headphones... I'd see you tonight. You can listen to... I've got some Hiroshima playing right now if you want to listen. And it is... It's unlistenable. I, I, I can't. I can't let this go on. No. I like Spirogyra. Ugh. Where do I put my headphone into? I'll tell you where to put your headphone uh, into. Right <laughs> um, in the top of there, of one of those. Are you really? Yeah. Are you really a Hiroshima fan? No. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I won't turn it though. I won't turn it if Hiroshima comes on. Here, let me hear. It. It's a good pull. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm, I'm pulling it. Yeah, I'm pulling it. That's like, that's like, 1981, like sushi bar. Oh my god! On, you know, on Ventura Westwood. Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's so great. Sorry, everybody, to put you through that. Um, so, Jason, you said you're a failed writer. Well, I'm not a failed writer. I think I'm. I'm still learning. Uh huh. You know? And when I hear uh, interviews with, you know, the latest person who's oh, Dustin Black de- yeah debuted yeah. and they're like yeah. and they say as a writer and I, I I I'm I I'm of like the ancient school where like let other people call you a writer so right. I will never call myself a writer what do you call yourself 
If I meet you at the party and someone say, Giselle, here, uh, I want to introduce you to Jason. Yeah. And we say, hello, hello. And then they say, oh, excuse me, I'm going to get a, go get a drink. And they leave us alone together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then we shuffle our feet a little bit uncomfortably. Uh, and, um, uh, crudite or cheese plate? Yeah, or, oh, thank you. These yes, gra- please. Oh, this, oh, how how do you know? But, and, then it's bl- and then it's silence. Yeah, We've gone all sad, through all yeah. that. And then I say, uh, so what do you do? Yeah, and that's the, that's, there's, that's the horror. I have oh, never seen. I have never seen Jason at a party. <laughs> Just because I, I that question. Because first I'll say I'm a writer, and then of course they'll say, "Oh, what have you what written? You, what have you written?" And I'm like, nothing that has been published, really, really, except one thing I've published. What but was that? I ghost wrote it. I'm not allowed to really say. Oh. Statute of limitations got to be gone by now. Um, it's pa- a, Paris, it's a Hil- Paris it's a, Hilton's autobiography. No, the art of the deal. This is really going to be. Uh, we can. Die. I, don't, I don't think I should do a it. Scoop. This is a scoop. Um, I can't do it. I'll get in trouble. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Um, I don't want you in trouble. Um, but anyway, that's the, the thing. I can never say what what I what I've written because they art they, of the deal. I wouldn't know. Art, I say. I sometimes I say I'm the bean buyer for Hills Brothers. Oh, that's good. But it, but that's not a thing anymore. Is that's, it? I don't think so. It's not. So I, I just say I went to film school and I'm writing. Where'd you I go to film writing. school? I went to the American Film Institute, AFI. You know, is that uh, just south of the Canadian Film Institute? Well, it's, it's like, you know, a lot of people who don't know, they think it's like the Guitar Institute kind of. It's like one of those, you know, back of uh, Rolling Stone magazine. There's ads for, you know, hey, become a guitarist or a, or a mixer. Um, but the American Film Institute, if I do say so myself, is is highly uh, legit and very expensive. David Lynch went to AFI. David Lynch went to AFI, so it's a nice. So I just bring my resume sometimes to parties um, rather than having to say anything. <laughs> and they look at my resume like, oh, well, you you obviously you must be exhausted because there's like thir- three pages of. Of three month jobs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, I think only in this country do people talk about what they do for money. I read that somewhere that only some. I think it was someone who was writing an article, and they they were very shocked that every time they went to a party in New York or L.A., what do you do for that money? Was one of the first questions: What do you do for money? And that somehow you feel less than because you're interest your passion you don't happen to make a lot of money at it you mm-hmm. are a writer yeah do you put a pen to the paper and you put words down i actually do then you know what you're a writer see so you can say that regardless I won't say that about of myself. how much money you make at it you're a writer you write. Yeah. how many screenplays have you written like dozens i've written 10 i that's, guess that's a and lot it, and it's it's uh it's uh it's it's the horrible, rotten uh, bane of my existence that, that because I used to be a script reader, um, which, you know what a script reader yes, does? Yes, they, you know, they read it and then they, it say, and they say, I like no. it or I don't like yeah. it. And I've re- I did that for many years. And that's kind of like the valet parking of the Hollywood industry. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't be a valet parker and kind of become stick a race with car driver. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a valet parker and then you quit and you get it some other job. So script reading for me was just like, I took it so seriously, and I read two thousand scripts. I or read, something I like read that. like fifteen hundred. I did it for five years. You, you read fifteen hundred? Yeah. Okay, I read twenty five hundred. 
I'll see your fifteen hundred. No, no, I don't know how many I read, but I, actually, I mean, and you, and you, how many did you recommend? That's what people always ask me. Oh, I recommended maybe four. I, I mean, too. Yeah. I recommended maybe four. Um, and it got oh, so, to the, so for those who don't know, you you give a a pass, uh, a, a pass, a, a, a consider, consider or, or, or recommend, per, recommend. Yeah, and yeah. I. I don't yeah. think I ever gave a recommend. Maybe I gave one recommend. I think I gave like four, and like one of them was like Hamlet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gave I gave a recommend <laughs> like, to. Like, all right, sure. I gave yeah. a recommend to Winter's Bone. Remember that? That sure, that, I love that movie. Yeah, it was good. Oh my! Yeah, my friend Alex produced that. Alex Madigan, do you know her? No. Oh. Um. But con- contact me, Alex, because yeah. I recommended your fan of the I'm, show. I'm instrumental, probably, in getting that whole thing made. Yeah, I may mean, used to read for her. Yeah, so. um, but but so uh, I read them for so long and became so critical and cynical that it was hard to then go and sit down and write my own thing. Oh yeah, because I was like, well, this is this is horrible. Yeah, that what happened to me with making my buttons is. Some- I can imagine. If I look too too many times, like uh, if I go to Button Palooza, the big button convention. Uh, I, I have to only go for a short time because if I spend too long looking at the booths of everybody else's buttons, it starts to cloud my it's own vision over, for my own button making. And it yeah. also makes you think about film writing in a different way. You think of it as a commodity, which it, ultimately it, it, it is. is. Yeah. But like nobody, well, you don't want to think of yourself as a writer of commodities when you're writing it. You kind of want to have to, you have to fool yourself. But then you also want to write something that sells and you're like, oh, I need a third act plot point. Yeah. 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 And then you start, and then you start reading those, all the books. Um, I never read any of them. I read, Ugh. I read two of them and they're so, and, and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll just write one of these books. Oh, no, I, re- I did write, save the, read Save the Cat. Of course yeah. you have. Oh, you read Save the Cat? Yeah. You didn't read Sid, Sid Field? No, nah, it's in, I think I oh. just gave it away. Uh, uh, at to, to Goodwill like last month. Okay. Uh, Jane pointed out that. Uh, oh, it is the top of the hour. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's top of the hour. Oh no, you do it. You do it. I was excited to do it. No, please, okay. please, please. Uh, it's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Nuna podcast on the Smotco Radio Network. Thank you, Giselle. I like that. that. Was fabulous. Thank you, Jane. That, that was, was awesome. good help. Uh, this is a team effort. Yeah, it's like we, that when Helmut and I uh, drive. No matter who's driving, it's a team effort. Watch and, out for that. And it's cooperative. <laughs> it's cooperative. Or yeah, you, oh. you're you're like a, a living ways. <laughs> we help each other. Yeah. Uh, so we were just talking about um um oh, oh uh, the the books. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, just a brief digression. I was just talking about how I gave all my screenwriting books to uh, Goodwill. I think somebody here has a good Goodwill story. Oh, yes. I love the Goodwill. I'd like do to you go it. there? No, no. I was talking about your Goodwill story. You have a Goodwill story? Goodwill the company or yeah. just a general feeling of Goodwill? Well, if, if I did a, a search for Jason Katsifakis. Oh, I do have a Goodwill story. This is pretty unbelievable. Um, now... I uh, know um, Marty through his soon-to-be wife, Vicky. Now, yeah. I've, I've known her for a long time. I've met her, very pretty lady, very Fantastic nice. Fantastic girl, like my best woman. friend, I think. She's a woman. Woman, woman, of yeah. course. That's I okay. knew her when she was a... It's easy to get confused. So long ago that she was a girl when I first met her, so... 
and I was a, I was a young boy. We were children together. No, I was frolicking in the field. Yeah, yeah. She went to high school right next to AFI. So yeah, she did. Jason would hang out at uh, at the corner. Yeah, it's a good thing Western to have to have a Franklin. girls Catholic high school um, sharing property with a film school because that's that's a recipe for disaster. Um, but I didn't know her when she went to high school. But uh, but Jason, but, all these ten scripts are about Catholic high school girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of drama there. <laughs> they were written in a two-year period. Um, but when I... Uh, uh, Vicky used to live uh, in Koreatown, and I lived in Koreatown, and um, I had a couple of interesting things that I had from when I was a kid, and one of them was a photograph that I took in my photo class in 11th grade um, of a an egg dropping onto... I wanted to drop it into the vase full of water, but... I dropped it and it cracked on the side, but I got the picture. Boom! Flash. Oh, right, right oh, at the right moment. Right at the right moment. So it was a pretty cool picture. It's got the egg, like, you know, cracking, which is not such a big deal now, but back then I, like, had to hold the flash with my hand. And, yeah. And it was a SLR, you know? I mean, so I gave, I hadn't seen that picture in years, and I found it, and I'm like, hmm, this, this would be, look good on Vicky's wall. So I gave it to her, Geez, 10 years ago or something, a long time ago. And she did indeed put it on her wall. It was in one of those cheap plexiglass box frames, you know, from... from The 70s. Aaron Brothers, yeah. yeah. And did you sign it and everything? <laughs> I signed it and I titled it like Egg, egg Breaking on Vase. Number one. Number one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And one of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, in like kind of psychotic block printing... And um, and so that's great, and she liked it. And then you know, Vicky and and uh, Marty moved to to a beautiful house. And I won't. Should I give the exact address oh, of please, the house? Please okay. do. Um, I don't even know the exact address. It's, it's an open door it's, policy it's, here. It's, it's in um, Eagle Rock, California. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I got lost on the way here. Okay. As a native of, of LA, even mid your ways. And even though you've been here, oh. I've been a here many times. times. Yeah. A few times um, yeah. Anyway, um, I was just Googling myself the other night, as I want to do, to see <laughs> that. The... That anaphylaxis you were doing? <laughs> yes. I was in the bathroom. You know, <laughs> the steam was coming from the shower. I'm like, I'm going to Google myself. And, um, you know, I see the usual three entries for me. Um, and then I see one from the Goodwill store. Ghost writer of... Of part of, of the deal, and yeah, so right. You, so you see one from Goodwill. I'm I see sorry. from Goodwill. So, and apparently, I, they have an online store. Apparently, they have an online store, and it said, it said, you know, in the in the in the kind of the, the subject heading, like you know, egg breaking on vase, Jason Katsafrakis. And so I go there, and it's it's the Goodwill, like I don't know, clearinghouse. They're selling my egg breaking on num one of one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's egg cracking on a gra- on a glass. Egg cracking you on a glass. You've looked it up. You have oh, googled it, yeah. it. Yeah, but they don't even have a. Oh, I mean, they must have had a. It's already image. sold. I think. No, it didn't sell. It didn't oh, sell. No. At all. no, it was on. It went on um, for auction at uh, on May third of this year, and uh, for nine ninety nine. <laughs> nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And uh, and then it was. It had zero bids. Zero bids, and so and so. Um, 
Marty yes, said. Marty tried to This is the page. Where yeah. where is the picture yeah. of it though? There's no preview image. There's no I- image of it. You and I don't know if we'll ever be able unseen. to have an image of it or not because that's it was a one off, you know. But comments. Multiple scratches on case. Photo is detaching. Signed by artist. That's me. That's oh, you. That is so funny. And so, I'm, I mean, you know, God, I was so excited. That's the most exciting thing that's ever been listed on Google for me. Right. But the fact is, the then I'm like, that you- wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> how did ungrateful how did Google friend. Oh, my God. That, and I, I had to count to 10 before I texted Vicky, like, God damn, what the? <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, check this out. She was mortified. Like, how it obviously got, um, you know, misplaced during the move, I yeah. would imagine. Yep. I hope my. Stolen. 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 More right, right, right. Was stolen. I think it's in a box in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Is that's, it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, because, you know, they had a couple of open houses. So maybe someone came in there and, and saw it and took it off the wall. That's but, an amazing story. And wow. I don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna delve into it any further because clearly I think that Vicky feels responsible. Yeah. I'm gonna wait till after the wedding and then Give it to her and again. Then and then I'll Wow, what a great idea. I'm gonna look for the negative. You can I'm gonna reprint does it. Does it still have it on the goodwill? Uh no, it's not available anymore. Oh. It was in yeah, it was available in May. It's like on and off. Uh, real quick. Did you hear that? Those last two words. No. It's Marty softballs. Oh. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Evan Carty tweeted in, and in uh, we was talking about. Did he own? The, did he buy the? The, no, no he's, wait, a, he's in Roseville, California. Oh. One of our favorite listeners. And he say, uh, when he's at a party to find something to say, mm-hmm. he likes to go with, uh, what do you do in your free time? Or what do you want to do before you die? Now, these are those great are, questions. Yeah, those are good And ones. then I always ask, where are there more canapes? <laughs> yeah, I like to ask, where's the uh, bar? What are you excited about these days? I have said to one of my most successful short uh, conversation starters at a party was um, I, I, I was, found myself with a strange stranger, a, a, a woman, and I said, aren't you that painter? And That's she was one. so flattered, and she said no. And I made up this whole thing about how she reminds me of this really great oil. She looks like she's a spitting image of this great oil painter. And and from then on, what, she just what, talked about herself. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. See, you don't need to neg, you know? Well, people. you just got to deflect, you know? If you can get people to start talking about what they're passionate about, it's usually pretty interesting ev- because passion is interesting. And And he's asking good questions. Yeah. Because maybe Roseville is a civilized society. Los Angeles? No. What do you do for money? Yeah. What kind of car do you drive? What kind of car do you drive? Which restaurant did you last eat at? Yeah. If they even talk to you after they look at your shoes. People don't ask what kind of car you drive. Not really. No, nobody does that. But they talk about things in the sort of... When they start talking about themselves, they'll be like, so, you know, I was at... You know, floof and floof restaurant. And God, it's just gone downhill these days. Who said that? Me. I don't well, because no, that's no. you're obsessed with with restaurants and food. Just food. 
Not restaurants? No, I don't care about restaurants. You wouldn't want to be a chef in a restaurant, would you? Oh, it's, uh, no. Get, so it's hellish. It's hellish. Yeah. 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 It, it's not as romantic as they, as they make it seem, no. especially on those like late night, you know, cordon blue uh, schools. Yeah. You know, where everyone's real happy and then no right. one sees they end up working at IHOP. Yeah. That's where the, I want to see Bradley Cooper, Cooper chefing at IHOP. Yeah. Uh, no, I know a couple chefs and it just sounds grueling and you know it's so hard to get a holiday if you're and if you're a chef that owns the restaurant a chef owner i guess it's great it well at least it's satisfying but but it's boring um yeah because you're making the same thing over and over right yeah yeah um yeah so okay um the we'll get back to parties in uh, a moment okay um, party talk but well, actually you can use these uh, these questions they're softballs they're just conversations oh you have some so yeah okay so, okay um, when you walk down the chip aisle in the supermarket what snack food do you buy oh or do you put in your basket that's because that answer will tell you a lot too exactly about the person yeah and then and everybody just go go to a cocktail party just whip that out Conversation for days. When you go out, say it again. When you walk down the chip aisle in the supermarket, what snack food do you put in your basket? Okay. What? And, and this goes for you too, Giselle. Too. So. Yeah. Okay. okay. Giselle, when you go down the chip aisle at the supermarket, no, no what, you have to answer first. Oh, so then ask me. I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, I'm sorry. What's your name? Again? Jason. Oh, hi. Hi. Hi, Jason. Hi, sweet. Um. Oh, these are so good. Oh, speaking of snack foods, when you when pita you, chips. Just, uh, I wasn't. Uh, um, just I, plain? Because a girl, Giselle, just asked me the same question like five minutes ago at this Wait, party. I'm a woman. I mean, woman! <laughs> You'll get oh! used to it. He's old. You it's know. okay. Uh, how, how about gal? Uh, uh, is That's that like a, a cowboy western? Yeah. Okay, I will be a gal. Gal is, gal, 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 gal is kind of a, you're a. You could go with you're lady. A good sport. You're, you know, you're funny. You're yeah. This person, my my new this friend, person, my, my new, new friend, friend Giselle. Yeah, there's something. That, she's keep, got something there, though, because but, I say girl, and and I really don't realize that it might be might? condescending. Might. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why my interviews always go badly. Like jobs. <laughs> I am the future president of the United States. I am not a girl. This girl I work for at EpiPen. Yeah. Well, now she it's, was yeah. made nineteen million dollars last year. That what? What a gal! <laughs> uh, so, just plain pita chips? No, a uh, sea salt. That's, that's it. Pretty goddamn plain. I uh, well, okay. How about if someone? If, no, if, that's fine. It's fine. You how, can pick a boring answer. But I, you just um, said, and and if and if my if the answer to that question, Giselle was yeah. was like Cheetos. Yeah. I would make. Enough judgments right there to not want About to talk me. to her anymore. Yeah, not to talk to you, you or any woman Uh-oh. that said Cheetos. Uh oh, because I'm a big fan of things that end in O's. You are Oreos. Well, this is, oh, Cheerios. No, not Oreos, but Cheetos, Fritos, Doritos. Cheetos is O H. Benitos. Cheat. Oh, oh, there's an H at the end. I think so. Is there? I don't think so. What is there an H at the end of Cheeto? No. 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 Munchos? I thought it was cheat. Oh, no, that's no, All no, right. cheat. Right. No, cheat. No, 
But I don't uh, actually buy those anymore because they're really not very healthy. No, but they're if, not. If, uh, if I got a fatal disease, like a real time limit, like you only have six months to live, something like this, so then I, all bets was off and I don't have to mind my health anymore, <laughs> yes. then I would eat Cheetos, Fritos, Doritos. No, which one bag? One Just bag. one bag? Mm-hmm. Doritos, nacho cheese. The classic. Classic. I like Fritos. Those are great. Honey, honey barbecue or regular? Regular Fritos. Or flaming hot. No, no <laughs> Fritos. And you know, <laughs> Fritos. And there's a there's a there's an actual thing in, in like Texas and in the, in the Frito kind of, pie. Frito pie. Yes. Isn't that? It good? have chili, right? And then Fritos. And like not. Well, it's got like first you get the. The 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 Frito brand beans in a can that you can get at Seven Eleven right next to the Fritos, uh-huh. and also the cheese spread. Oh yeah, and you're all set. Do you like? You can do it in the bag. Do you, you like want. those cheese that they have that is in a can and you spray it out? Spray cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. No, oh, I do. You do? If again. Only if I have a fatal disease six months, all bets are off. Then I go for spray cheese. So are you saying that when you're eating your your bag of or your bucket of, of Yeah, right. For slop, breakfast I have my so that that you're like I wish this were Cheetos. I wish this were Cheetos. In my brain I do a separation. So for breakfast today I'm eating yeah, blueberries it's blueberries, walnuts, flax seeds and cottage cheese. Mm. Not very tasty. I would rather have eggs benedict with a side of frito Cheetos and some spray cheese. <laughs> but you know, I would if I ate that I would feel bad in my brain. Mm-hmm. So this one don't feel so great in my mouth, but my brain go, you're taking care of yourself. You could live a long, healthy life. No Cheetos for you. No Cheetos for you. Cheat no. Cheat no. Have you, do you know that oh, I'm doing wait, the- who just tweeted in? Hold on. Uh-oh. Somebody tweeted in that they're literally eating Cheetos right now. <laughs> no. See, they, they have these, these, now these mixed things. They, they put like Joseph hot. Douglas Watson. I am literally eating crunchy Cheetos right now. I don't oh, mind men boy. who eat Cheetos. You don't? No, it's women that eat Cheetos. It really gets my goat. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you said women this time and I not know. girls. <laughs> no, you should have said girls. I'm learning. <laughs> no, they, have these, they have these Cheetos mix-ups that have like three different crunchy bits. And so it's like... It's like it's like I'll a. Have to try it's like one of those checks mix things where everything is just the cheesy things, you know. Oh, I get it. Yeah, Giselle, as a child, were you were you were you forbidden from eating things like Cheetos and spray cheese? No. What is this obsession with with, I like the with taste. your terminal illness and junk foods? Well, because I, I, I don't eat it now because I'm trying to have good you health. You would like it, though. M- my if mouth it, would like it. If it like didn't affect... Okay. All right. But because it's, I know it's really bad for you, all yeah. that processed garbage food, I mm-hmm. don't eat it because I like to have good health. And I do. do you, f- you feel good? You look good. Yeah, I, I, I have energy. I feel uh, light in my body, yeah, not sluggish. Looks good. Skin I mean, is okay. I have no nothing to judge it by, but it's it looks your right. eyes. It's yeah. still covering oh, yeah. all of me, so that's yeah, good. It's true. Uh, Evan Carty tweeted, and he wondered why do we always say his full name and his city. He said, I keep seeing black vans parked across my street. Yep. <laughs> Evan Carty of Roseville, California. <laughs> right off the five. 
I know a couple of Evans, Evan Carty, so that's why I have to keep it straight. But also, I, I'm looking at your thumbnail picture, and it looked like you is eating a banana or smoking. Or the largest, palest Cheeto ever. Yeah, what is you doing? Is you uh, having a burrito? It looks like a. It looks like kind of a corn on the cob, but he's eating it from the top. But it looked like. Yeah, what is it? Can you tweet in Evan Carty? Everybody, take a look at this picture. Or just go to his house. It's in Roseville, California. Right in the heartland of California. Also, Why don't we just call the people outside his house and have them go in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. His little, his little uh, blurb say, mediocre, mediocre white male racing headfirst toward middle-aged baldness. While still fighting teenage acne, Marty. Hey. Wow. Yeah, I had that the, an ingrown hair in and my it, nose. And it say he's from Roseville. You say it right there on your own profile, Evan. No complaints. Evan Cardi. Evan Cardi. <laughs> of Roseville, California. I don't think there could be more than one in Roseville. No. Is I'm there gonna, more than one, I'm going to dox you. I, can I mention uh, what's, been, what's been uppermost in my mind for... Hold on. Three and a half weeks now. I, Hold I'm on pretty to, excited to hear it. Well, we're still doing softballs. Oh. So. Okay, this isn't. Yeah, this is more total narcissistic. Uh, you well, know, you, blather. You came to the I right. You came to, to the right it. place. Oh, I'm so excited. Came to the right place. Okay, uh, we'll just blast through these other softballs. What What is your fall drink of choice? You know, with oh, fall, these are for just, the, par, the party questions. No, well, these are just softballs. These, okay. These are, um, but you can use them however you want. You can do it. You can go to the grocery store and be like, okay. oh, you know, autumn's just a week away. Right. Uh, uh, ma- ma'am, um, uh, little girl. Uh, ma'am, a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what would you drink? Uh, there's so many liquors to choose from, but what's most fall like? <laughs> little girl. I want a spritzer. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Like, are you a seasonal guy when it comes to, to your booze? So this is right off oh, booze? The- Right or off, whatever your beverage. Right off the bat, I mean, you just yeah. come up to someone. No, I'm I'm saying this to you. I'm asking it's you. For the asking purpose me. of of this podcast, we're trying to get to know you. Marty have written these softball questions. Oh, this is part. This is like the Proust questionnaire, kind of. Whatever, reader. <laughs> reader um, of things. So uh, you're asking me what booze I want. What's your drink of choice for fall? For autumn. Oh, for fall. Yeah. Um, margaritas. Okay. Um, because I refuse to acknowledge that summer is over. Oh, good reason. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's an excellent reason. Um, do you just have it just plain Cointreau and, or, or whatever, triple sec um, lime I, juice? I and, used to and, get it, uh, and, you know, just margarita with salt on the rocks. On the rocks. Okay. Now I've been told to, to say skinny, which I'm not sure what that means. Skinny margarita. I think it means, you know, not not the margarita mix, maybe? Um, yeah, that's just made with fresh lime juice, orange juice. Oh, and, and agave nectar. So it, it, they don't, they forego the, uh, I guess, the, the, the triple tequila? set. The triple set. Oh, okay. No, yeah, so that's, that's been my drink of choice because, because first of all, this, this ties into my next subject, but um, okay. we'll get to it. We'll tequila to it. Is, has no carbs. Okay. And so you do it with salt in the rim and... Um, Salt but, on the rim on the rocks. But it does have agave, which is, but it's a low glycemic index, but uh, still sugar. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, what I'm, about you? I, I just bore myself when I say these things. What? I, <laughs> yes, I, um, again, go on. Oh, uh, Giselle? Uh, you know, I mostly drink water. It's healthy. No, but, okay, what kind of water? Oh, in when the fall comes around. Fizzy water. 
Fizzy oh. water. Uh, with a little bit of orange flavoring in it, not sugar flavor. Essence. Essence. Now, do yeah. you add the orange flavor? Yeah. And where do you get the orange flavor from? Uh oh, you're uh, going to uh, burst my uh, bubbles. Orange? Sometimes from an orange, but sometimes from a soda stream make a little essence. Oh. I don't like the soda stream. <gasps> Why? Why? Did the CEO make off with a lot of money and somebody's being exploited? They don't are, tell me. They are controversial. I think there's some, it's either, yeah. I, I, do they yeah. support the orange Hitler? No, I think it has to do with Israel. I don't want to is- get into it. But it's oh, in- they make it in Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's but- an Israeli company. Yeah, but the the whole point is that they wanted to hire. You know, they I, just because it's an Israeli company, all of a sudden they got like sort of blackballed, or I don't just know. Just because but, they're yeah, Israeli, but, yeah, that's crazy. But I but I don't know if it's just because it's Israeli. Maybe they're maybe they're pro settlement or something. I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't I believe so. I, I believe, but you brought it up actually. So, uh, I just because I like water, but also I I make kombucha. I like kombucha. Please, so you know, Soda Stream just. <laughs> do you like kombucha? I don't know. I will, Marty. Do you have any right now? Um, we'll get. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some later. Yeah, um, I have. I have some. But we should do a test test on the air. Okay, we'll, we'll, Does it have just, dairy product in it? Uh, no, no, it's it's all only made from eggs. Oh, um, okay. No, Get it's the, a, I have my EpiPen. F- fermented sweet black tea. Yum. Fermented sweet black tea. So it tastes like Does a cross between... Does that mean it's alcoholic? Teeny bit. Teeny bit. I like it. Teeny. Just um, teeny. No, but the the thing is, SodaStream actually hired Palestinians. And they... Oh. Yeah. Oh, then I'm... But then that's good. Then I'm for it. It's people getting right. along. I'm for it. Right. Well, they just closed their West Bank factory and laid off 500... Uh, Oh. Palestinians, but oh. that was because there was a lot of pressure on them to do so. I mean, like so, so s- turns out I'm pro Soda Stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You uh, remind me, my friend. Uh, she's a standing-up comedian. Her name is Jan Karam. Jan Karam. Yeah, and she have a really funny joke. She say, uh, "I, I, I like, I like do something. I'm up at three in the morning watching." Um, Who's that lady on the MSNBC? So that Rachel I can, Maddow? Yeah, yeah, something like this, so that I can learn my opinions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the and you will learn you your will. opinions. Um, Evan Carty tweeting, "Dang it, you guys! It's an old photo. I'm eating a giant rice krispie treat." Wow! What is, what is a rice krispie treat? Rice krispie treat is is you take rice krispies. What's a rice krispie? It's a it's a puffed rice cereal. Oh, and okay. then and then you you kind of mix in marshmallow topping. Marty, Marty, that uh, hold on, Marty just bring in a glass of kombucha uh, for Jason to can try. You hear, can you hear? And I'm so impressed with the foam head on that. It's, How do you get it so foamy? It smells like champagne. It's been in the fridge for. Can I a try long some? Time. Will you pour me some too? Um, I think you can finish no, Jason's chef. when he sips his. It's vinegary. And it's, it's like sort of apple cider vinegar t- and tea kind of taste. It's pretty good. Can I try? Yeah. It's very good. It's like uh, Martinelli's. Um, yeah, something like that. So. Yeah, I guess right now I, I don't. How know. did you get it so foamy? That's a good one. It, it was pressurized pretty pretty Soda well. Soda stream kombucha. Yeah, 
No, not soda stream. That no, fermentation uh, is natural. natural. That, yeah. that, that the foam? carbonation is natural. Yeah. I think when I bottle it, it has some sugar in it. Oh. We're, <laughs> we're getting in deep in the weeds, Hold people. On. When you bottle it, mm-hmm. how much sugar do you put in? Oh, quarter I don't, quarter I don't, teaspoon? I think it was already, it hadn't fully. Uh, oh, it had not fully, so it's yeah. still. Because I've been putting a pinch more sugar <laughs> oh, in. Oh, no, I think I did that. I did put it. Just a, a pinch? Just, uh, I think it was like a teaspoon. How long teaspoon. has this been fermenting? Teaspoon. It's like, oh. that, that one's been in the fridge for like two years. I, two years? Yeah. Um, oh. So it's a vintage. It is good. It's, yeah. a, it's a 2014. I, I yeah. think it's Very really. Nice. It's got a nice nose on it. It survived the move to the new house. It, it did not get it, stolen. I know. Yeah. I, know. Like I tried to give it to Goodwill, and they're like, mm, no. no. You, only you quality. Take a hike. We only take quality. <laughs> take <here>. a hike, <laughs> hippie. <laughs> What's the next question, Marty? Okay, who's your favorite screenwriter? And here's the caveat. They have never directed a movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You go, Giselle. I no, don't, is that you for me? Go, you have to go first. My it's favorite always, screenwriter? Who hasn't directed a movie. Well, Robert Towns directed, right? Yeah. He directed The Two Jakes. Okay, I got, a, yeah, you're I right. got to hop on the Googles to find out. Uh, my favorite the movie I like. screenwriter. You're pulling the curtain back, Giselle. Well, how else would I know? Screenwriter. Oh, um, um, you know who, you know, um, Michael, what's that, what's that um, movie with George Clooney, Michael Collins? Michael Collins. Uh-huh. Oh. The guy who wrote that. Dan Gilroy? Yeah, maybe Dan Gilroy. Who or Tony Gilroy? Tony, Tony Gilroy. Oh well, he directed uh, the Bourne's. Uh, Dang it! Born ident- No, Bourne's uh, legacy. Well, I'm not going to say Dalton Trumbo because they made a movie about him. <laughs> and you don't, you don't, you I don't, don't you're not with down that. with that. No, no, <laughs> you don't trunk with that. Um, I guess I don't have a favorite screenwriter because I can't think of one. I don't like them because they've got work and I haven't. Um, is that a good answer? Yeah. Do you find it's hard to listen to screenwriters being interviewed or just anybody successful being interviewed? Yes. Um, Except for jockeys, because that's something I never could have done. Jason. I'm not jealous of jockeys. Jason is a, 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 a tall man. How tall are you? <laughs> I'm 6'2". Yeah. Oh, boy. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I think 6'2". Um, so... Uh, like that, I've, there's got to be a favorite screenwriter. All right, go on. I'll keep that. Okay, well, I'm passing on that. Um, Let's come back to it. I like uh, Alvin Sargent. Alvin Sargent is a good screenwriter. You know him? I think so. You know of him. The reason that I say it is because I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, Give me the first letter of the movie. Oh. Second? R. I don't know. Or- Orca? Ordinary people. Ordinary people. <laughs> Ordinary peepholes. Ordinary peepholes. Uh, 1980, so that's going to be a little older than some of our listeners. It's a great movie. Uh, it might be dated, but it was a really good drama. Uh, it won uh, Best Picture in 79. Yeah. Timothy right? Hutton won Best beautiful, Actor. Wow. Beautiful drama. Did, do you think it holds up? I've not seen it again. I don't want to mess with it. I don't My either. It me- might I have not. A good memory. But Elizabeth McGovern was in that too. Looking yeah, cute as she ever. She was so pretty. So cute. I mean, a pretty woman she was. And and uh, when, and was what's his name? Who's the Donald Sutherland? And the other one who played the son. 
Oh, I don't remember because he's drowned. No, no, the other son, the main guy. Of Timothy the, Hutton. Yeah, Timothy Hutton. Yeah, Donald Sutherland, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, Mary Tyler Moore, and he go give it a goddamn camera. Yeah, yes. you remember so that? Yeah, oh, I loved it. I was like, let's see, I was uh, sixteen. Robert Redford's directorial Robert debut. Robert Redford's directorial debut, which, and he did which a good disqualifies job. him from screenwriting. Uh, yeah. Oh. You know who one of my? You know who my? Maybe my consistently favorite and they're a team are larry karazinski and this other his partner who wrote um who wrote well for one thing they wrote the bio uh, the biopic about larry flint they wrote um the one about ed wood you um, mean ed wood ed the, the one about ed wood called ed wood uh-huh and i think they're great um, fantastic and they really they because most biopics suck don't they i think oh yeah i don't like them okay well they directed a movie called screwed in 2000 oh! so they're discounted robert riskin oh, oh. robert riskin riskin yeah. riskin i think i From think the old days yeah riskin so he used to work with uh frank capra he wrote mr oh wait is that right yeah so he wrote um like meet John Doe, can't take it with you. The Thin Man. So sentimental claptrap. Sentimental. Clap I love trap. Thin Man though. Well, thin actually, Man's he wrote amazing. the Thin Man Goes Home. <laughs> oh, I like those Thin Man movies. Pretty Me funny too. stuff. I love William Powell. And uh, what's his lady name? Myrna Asta. Lloyd. Myrna Lloyd. And Asta. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying that that was the name. Oh, uh, the, the doggy. Yeah. Asta. Uh, so he, I think, said to Capra when somebody was asking about, like, you know, where does a Capra magic come from? And, like, Capra goes on this big, like, answer. And so Riskin, the, the story is, I guess this is from... Invent- I think Riskin was, like, uh, one of the Hollywood 10, maybe, too. But, Wasn't uh, he a serial well, okay, murderer? Yeah, he was... Robert so, Rifkin. Rifkin. Rifkin was the killer. So uh, the, the story is that he gave um, Frank Capra, like, a hundred pages of blank paper and said, put your Capra magic on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, funny. Yeah. I like old time stories like that. (laughs) Uh, Hollywood. So, okay. Joseph Douglas Watson wants us to know he enjoys carbonated water too. And uh, his favorite flavors are raspberry and strawberry. Uh, These days, oh, he says Lola gets uh, La Croix. His sister? Yeah, yeah, she likes La Croix. Uh, somebody had that La Croix uh, grapefruit. It was yeah, pamplemousse. That's, Pamp- that's the one everybody Pamplemousse. loves. Do it have a lot of sugar in it? Did There's we talk no about this? Yeah. No sugar. So yeah. it's okay? Yeah. Well, it's okay if... It's okay. I don't know, unless you're Is allergic. Is it made somewhere? Are we angry at the people who make it? I'm just like, why can't they have an American name, you know? Just an American, you, you American name. A North Korean product, actually. <gasps> La Croix? Yeah. No, the it's, other one. Pample. Pamplemousse? No, that's the flavor. Of the oh, okay. flavor. It means grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> Grapefruits originated in North Korea. Are you serious? No. <laughs> you would think because they're a sour okay, fruit. Okay, so let's get to what it was, what's been on your mind for the past few weeks. Oh, this is the narcissistic rent. Yeah, well, I mean, it's narcissistic in a way. Um, um, I... I uh, Marty and, and Vicky are getting married on... Like two weeks from today, what? or two weeks from now? Wow! Like October first or something. Want to give people the address too? Yeah, it's gonna in Roseville, California, <laughs> <laughs> Evan Cardi's backyard. 
<laughs> but um, when I found out about this a couple, of, I don't know, month and a half ago or so, I said, I, first of all, need to get a suit because I've gained weight since my last suit. And I was actually much, I was getting too heavy. Anyway, so I decided I'm going to go on the Atkins diet. That's kind of like you liking that song. I like get things, I, you know, the Atkins diet is how old now, whatever, and I'm, I'm, I'm discovering it. You're not, doing, oh, yeah, you're not yeah. doing South Beach? No. So I'm on the Atkins diet right now. Um, and I can't eat the most ridiculous things like bread. I love bread. I mean, everyone knows what you can't eat when you're on Atkins. I imagine it's general knowledge now, right? I don't know, but I believe you. You can't eat. You can't eat bread. You can't eat like flour. You can't eat uh, carbon carbs. You can't eat carbs. carbohydrates. No yeah. pasta. Yeah. You can't eat potatoes. Potatoes. You can't eat fries. Dolmas. Rice. Dolmadas. Right. You yeah. can't eat. I can eat as much steak and I'm fat and you know, but I really don't eat that anyway. I can't even have a burrito. Because of the wrap. Exactly, the and tortilla. And the rice. And the but rice. But you could have the beans and the onions. So I, I actually went to Poquito Masa and got a burrito and emptied the contents of it. We can get and a it bowl. it was like one of the most depressing <laughs> meals but, I've ever had. But if you, call it, if you go to, to Chipotle, they just call it a bowl. I know. I know I can do that. You could get a burrito and just uh, cut off one end and then squeeze like the inner, like a toothpaste. Yeah. Toothpaste. yeah. Or, or stick a straw in it and just suck. But it turns out, like, uh, it, it, the, tor- the burrito, the tortilla, after I emptied the burrito, was so delicious. And it was all, it was all you know, soaking and juicy in the, in the wonderfulness of oh, the ingredients. Yeah. And it had to sit over there by itself. I couldn't even... And then you, know, you throw some, it away. And then I threw it away. Like uh, a savage. Oh, but I have lost weight. How much weight? I have lost 15 pounds in you, three weeks. That's amazing. But wow, all that's for my head, I think. <laughs> because not, no other part of my body feels or looks thinner. Did you, um, did you stop? Do you have to give up drinking too? Um, yeah, although I cheated the other night. Um, yeah. Yeah, I went to this party. Ugh, we don't talk about and, that. Um, and but but uh, that was okay. But it's it's very difficult to this diet is very difficult. But I I used Vicky and Marty's wedding as motivator. Like I'm looking at it like it's the prom. Oh, you know? oh yeah. I'm like I got to get ready for the prom. Right. So right. I got to fit into my and everybody has don't to look, don't. Everybody I'm looking at your body now to see how I assess and judge you. Yes, I'm going go. to judge you. Judge. And, oh, you look fine to me. And by Are the way, sure? everybody has to bring... <laughs> I look their, like a melting candle with my, with my shirt off. Everybody has to bring... Who their, doesn't? Their version of the Great it's American Novel. It's called gravity. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I... Uh, no, I, everybody has to write their own novel to, to come to the wedding. So. Oh, oh, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. That, why did... I'm just, you, you know, know what? I work well with deadlines. Though. What's that? Two right. weeks? Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Do I it. I can do that. Do easily. it. Oh, do it. That's a good goal, too. I will be so there. We're going to so dip into the mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Come on. Get my hands back. Mail sack. Are you going to the wedding? Yeah. Yes. If you don't have headphones on, you can't. You can't. What? Oh, yeah. That was great. When you don't have headphones, you don't listen to the. You can't hear the sound cues that are going on. Oh, what happened? Uh. You'll never know. You have to listen to the pod. But can I tell you that Ray no, no. O yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, have tweeted in uh, to remind us that a drink called the White Claw is like La Croix, but with booze, and it's delicious. What is in the White Claw? Let us look it up because uh, White Claw drink recipe. It's a hard seltzer that you can get by the can. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're in the mail sack now. Hard seltzer. We're in the mail sack? Mail sack. Clearly a fan oh, of the, the podcast. Sack. I thought you meant the like the male sack. Oh, it looked delicious. So last week we it did um make it look we did a, a, a drink. So you think I look thin? <laughs> Jesus I think Christ. You look this is really about narcissism, isn't it? Stand up. I think you look perfect. Lift up your shirt just a little bit. Oh my goodness, you look terrific. What are you talking about? Yeah, you have a little thickness around the middle, a little bit. Yeah. It looked completely normal to me. Handsome. You should, I, all right. It looked like. Think, uh, I'll accept uh, that. If you had a, a personal friend who you was physically close with. If I had a personal friend. Yeah, this yeah. is a hypothetical. Do you have a personal friend you're cl- close with physically? When you do, they will enjoy to hold on to you. They will? Yeah, you look terrific. What is that question I got to ask when you're in the chip aisle? Yeah. Okay. And what snack item do you put in your basket? Do my... you like to date uh, ladies or dudes? That's very personal. No, I'm not. Manish women. Manish women. <laughs> you hedging your bets. <laughs> I like that answer. I like, at this point, I like all, all You take women. what you can get. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way. Exactly yeah. that. By the way. But, Ladies. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, my point is, who, who, whoever going to see you is going to like that. You look terrific. Terrific. Thank Don't you. you fret. Oh, thank you. I'm coming to this podcast again. You look We'll healthy. see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, okay. So first one's from Ricky in Georgia. And he, um, I'm, we have a ton, so I'm going to get to the meat of these ones. He said, there's a great comic book um, you might want to check out. And he says to me, it's called Kingsway West by Greg Pak, uh, which I believe came out on August 24th. It tells of an alternate America where the Western states are ruled by the Chinese and, follow this, and it follows the story of a Chinese cowboy by the name of Kingsway. Um, the whole cowboy thing doesn't appeal to me, but it has a love story, music, mystical elements. I love Greg Pak and I, um, I support my people of color. I actually went to college with Greg. We, you we, did? Yeah, we lived. Is that uh, just a coincidence? Just a coincidence, yeah. He's, um, but, you know, he, he did a, a comic book with, based on a Jonathan Colton song, uh, Code Monkey Saves World or something like that. Uh-huh. That was a good Kickstarter. Yeah, he's an incredibly creative guy. Comic also, book or graphic novel? Uh, that was a graphic novel, but uh, I'm sure he would be what's fine. The di- okay. He'd be fine if he said, call it a comic book. And he's also directed a uh, feature film and stuff like that. Greg he's, Pack sounds familiar. Yeah, he's a really always a super nice guy. Did improv comedy in, in college. Huh. Yeah, good guy. And so this guy that you know and went to school with, this, this the man who just asked the question, what's his name? Uh, Ricky. Ricky just happened to ask about Greg Pack, your good friend. Well, who, I wouldn't say he was a good friend, but uh, friendly. Okay, so that's just a happy coincidence then. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, next one is from Mikey Zero. He says, first, I got to say, I'm 36 in Sacramento, which is very near Roseville, uh, and work at a dry cleaners. Hey, Mikey as a Zero and Evan could be friends and have crispy treats together. Yeah. <laughs> he, he works at a dry cleaners as a delivery driver for the, all the hotels uh, here in the state capital. 
um, and once delivered clothes for Smodcast's own Ben Glebe. Uh, we Ooh. love every version of the show. I, oh, he says, I love every version of the show from Dan, Marty, and DJ Master J. Uh, Is that me? To the addition, note uh, of Bill, Steve, and Emily, and Dan leaving, and James moving up here to Sacramento. Then the addition of the wonderful Giselle and Cassandra and John. That's all. Just that's all. Just a mail statement. Um, wow, that's really nice. Uh, P.S. Every time I see a Prilosec commercial, I cringe a, li- a little due to Dan Whitney. Um, that's the guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, the Getter Done guy. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but love that a Merp is getting a couple of bucks every time it airs. I don't know. I, because I, I'm a Prilosec guy. Oh, because of that ad? No. Is that the, is that the, Larry the Cable guy who does yeah, the Prilosec yeah, yeah. ad? Yeah. That, that might actually stop me from taking That's, Prilosec. No, no. You should do it because our friend, uh, fellow Merp John is in that commercial. So. Oh, he is. Yeah, so. All right. I'll continue then. Yeah. Please, please All do. Right. Mikey, thank you. And uh, yeah, I encourage everybody who hasn't emailed to let us know, uh, where you're about and what, what excites you? How's how that? You, uh, what's, right? uh, how do you email here? Um, it's uh, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Nooner podcast. Yeah. Just, yeah, let, let us know what you do while you listen to the podcast. That's what it was. Um, so, yeah. That's a, it's the perfect thing if you're drying, driving around dry cleaning to Ben Glebe. Yeah. Don't Breathing. listen to his podcast <laughs> while you're just doing this, it. Like, listen to our podcast. Dry cleaning fumes. Yes. Mm, dry cleaning fumes. Mm, I like I actually have a photo of me working in a dry cleaner. I, yeah, I'm the first fam- person in my family to work in a Chinese laundry. <laughs> I did it for one day. Please tell me you said no ticky, no shirty. My mother drove there just to take a picture of me, just to humiliate <laughs> me. And like she posted it. Yeah, yeah. Was this in San Francisco's in, Chinatown, I hope? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, you look so cute. <laughs> <laughs> we need more Calgon. Um, <laughs> ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> this is an old. Oh clearly, we have a very old. We have just uh, like Vicky looking around the corner, like we need more cows. Oh, we have aged ourselves in this podcast. Jane writes in. Our good friend Jane call, uh, writes in with some sad news in our family. Oh. On Thursday, we had to lay. Our dog Coco, uh, laid to rest our dog Coco. My husband and I adopted her from a shelter six years ago. She had been found emaciated, and the shelter thought she was 10 years old because her teeth were so worn down. We weren't sure what to expect when it came to her temperament or behavior, but she was one of the sweetest dogs I've ever had. She'd go running with me and loved everyone, even little kids who ran up to to, uh, come pet her. When we had our son, all she wanted to do was hang out in his room with him and sleep. Uh, a little over a year ago, she suffered from a vestibular disease that can occur in older dogs. She appeared to be having a stroke, and we all thought she would die. She did recover, but the disease left her with lingering side effects. She never walked the same way again and appeared to be developing arthritis. Then six months ago, the disease struck again and left her with worse side effects. We took her camping the weekend prior for one last outing and hung out at the lake. Um, and she includes a picture, some pictures, including uh, her last car ride. Um, he said, uh, there's a photo of her with um, their vicious pit bull, Coco. And she puts vicious in quotes because oh. pit bulls are cute. Uh, it perfectly captured her temperament and affection. Please today raise a class to Coco. Um, 
And I apologize that we did not get to the male sack at uh, the brisket cast, but we are raising a glass of, of uh, kombucha. Yeah. All for Coco. You did not give okay. me one. I'm so sad. Well, you can know where it is. I would have to get up. I'm okay, wasted, well, by the way. I'm feeling lazy. Do you feel a little buzz from it? I do. Cheers. Cheers well, to Coco. Yeah, and Jane, my heart goes out to you and your family, and, and Coco was so lucky to have met you and, and have uh, spent six great years. So, yeah. um, And now I'm sure there's another Coco waiting. Maybe. Give it time. Maybe not Coco, but... Yeah. Yeah. Coco too? Yeah. You know, you don't know what to say in these yeah. situations. I, it's I sad. Always, it yeah. just said. Yeah, how how many sad. snowballs did they have on The Simpsons? Like four. <laughs> um, I like dogs a lot. Yeah, more than other animals. Does do you have a dog right now? You don't have a dog. No. Right now. Uh, Carrie Lynn writes in. Uh, happy sun, happy Sunday, Murps. I'm the girl who occasionally writes in hating and ranting about something, usually Facebook and uh, the people occupying Facebook. But today, I don't hate anyone. I just wanted to say hi and tell Aww. you I'll be listening live, probably having a drink with you all. I, I'll try really, really hard to think of things to hate in the next couple hours, good, and I will good. email you again. You have to believe in yourself, kids. I can do it. <laughs> uh, Carrie Lynn does just have the, the wonderful zingers about, um, yes, about people she hates on <laughs> Facebook. It, keeps, it gets me up in the morning. Hatred. It does it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great motivator. Um, and then uh, Ray O, uh, our cop friend in North Carolina, or I'm sorry, police, police officer. Police officer. Police officer. I th- yeah. Cops can call each other cops, right? Yeah. I, what's your rank, Ray? Are you, I, I know you got promoted a while ago. Yeah, I don't know. Are you, de- have you made detective? Is yeah. that a thing? Um, says, good morning, Murps. First, I just wanted to say, uh, Marty, congrats on your com- upcoming nuptials. Second, I want to agree with John and Cassandra and say that there should not be a statute of limitations on spo- spoilers. The reason being is that there is so much good TV now uh, and is available, and when you add uh, DVRs in, into the mix, it's damn near impossible to watch everything that is out there. I would even say that if a plot point is meant to shock the viewer or meant to be an unforeseen twist, that should not be spoiled either... Um, even in the writing of the show, oh, sorry, should be spoiled. Even if the writing of the show is good, it robs the viewer out of that. What the fuck did I just watch? Moment. For example, the plot spoiler dropped about Black Mirror. Um, even though you find out about the plot line four minutes and fifty seconds into the episode, um, this is where. Did you watch Black Mirror? No. Oh, it's great. Um, I remember when I first watched it and being so and it being so far from what I expected to happen, I remember thinking, oh, I'm all in with this show. And that impact is part of why I have such fond memories of that show. Just my two cents. Toodles. Right. Excellent point. Um, I also, yeah, it's hard though, because in this show, we talk about media and uh, we talk about stories and we talk about books. um, And I guess it's when there are these things that are very spoiler specific, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and also if they're good. I have a problem. I disagree with Ray. Go on. Um, In a probably a very unpopular way. Um, I I think that uh, I think that work should be spoiler proof. 
so that you know <laughs> what did that mean it was you know like the oh henry ending, explain you know, yourself you know like oh she bought him the she bought him the what was that or oh henry story about the, oh she bought him the watch fob and, watch fob and he, he, she, so, he cut she, her hair the, off. the gift no, she the gift. sold she sold her beautiful long hair to buy him a watch, watch fob. fob he had sold his watch to buy her a hairbrush hair yeah exactly um, which is great for O. Henry, but now it should, it, the characters and the story should be such that the spoiler is not that important. I don't understand what you mean. A, a spoiler, oh, you like want a, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. You're saying you want more interesting characters, deep, rich characters, so that the details uh, of what happened is not so much... The point as more is uh, how they react to them, exactly. their emotional life. and exactly. Well, I mean, even I hate to use Titanic as an example, but I mean, everyone knows how Titanic, the real Titanic ended. What so there's no spoiler. The, the Titanic goes down, gets hit, hits an iceberg. What? Goes down with... Wait, wait, wait. Almost every Spoiler no, alert. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. Oh! There's oh. no statute of limitations. <laughs> I, I think I, with, uh, There's too much good TV. I had not watched it. I think the... It, it depends on the quality of the the, the If it's thing. just something that you're kind of enjoying and it's a lark, that's fine. There's a YouTube... You know, like a Twilight Zone. There's a YouTube channel called... Oh, yeah. Um, called Now You See It. And um, this guy sort of dissects parts of movies or tropes and things like that. And he did uh-huh. one on jump scares, and okay. and you know, which is like basically like like a loud noise happens or somebody opens up a door and there's the killer or whatever, right. or, or a cat jumps out of the you know, and that can be a, you're saying that a twist can be cheap. A twist can be cheap, and 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 it can be it can be super cheap if the whole story hinges on the twist, right? Um, but would you say it was in the sixth sense? It was a cheap twist when we find out that what? Don't say it, because the, you, we have younger listeners who might All right. not have. There's something and it's the only good Emmanuel Chalmanan movie that yes. you make. That's the only good one. It is the only good one. Uh, something yes. happens in that movie. It's great. Which is a good example of once you see the movie and you see what happened, do you want to watch it again? And you're like, no. On the other hand, do you want to watch whatever. that? No, I don't want to see that one again. You don't but have to. do you remember the movie The Usual Suspects? Yes. That one I went right out and saw it again the very next day. Did you really? Yes, and I loved it both times. It was like two different movies. It was great. That's one of the few that combines both things. Amazing characters, characters and the great story <laughs> and Big great acting, great acting, and a, and a, a ridiculous twist. Yeah, a ridiculous twist. Great, go see that one. But um, and so oh, Jane says that oh, she agree with okay. Jason one hundred percent, but I, she don't specify exactly what you what things she agree with. So <laughs> Just everything, everything yeah. okay. about Atkins. Once she heard about know. my my thin frame and my height, <laughs> right, right, thinish frame. Thin-ish. Listen, thin-ish. Jane, thin face. Jason is a good catch. I'm sitting next to him. Jane is still. She's she's still, married. Yeah, she's married. We ju- I just read an, a, a whole letter from her. Oh, she's with Coco. Well, not anymore. <laughs> okay, no, I know. All right, sorry, that was bad. We can um, still be friends, though. Yeah, you can be friends. Worth the to what end? Yeah, right. Um, 
No, but in this this video about the jump scares, and, and he says that if a jump scare, Thanks. thank you. Okay. If a jump scare relates to the story, then it's valuable, mm-hmm. you know. And just mm-hmm. like if a twist relates to what the characters have been doing for two hours, and right. it just doesn't come out of nowhere, right? Uh, when like it so ties into every piece of the usual suspects, right? Know? Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah. If it's just gratuitous, and if it's just like let's end this, yeah, thing. Right, gotta figure out something. Yeah. I mean, because uh, speaking of this may be apropos of nothing, but speaking of aging ourselves, um, you know, I there was also a trope website. I can't remember what it was called. Um, TV tropes, and there was one that I remembered when I was little, where the Brady Bunch's dog Tiger, um, in a very late episode, um, turns out to be a girl, girl. dog and has puppies, <gasps> but. For ten seasons, they didn't know. Yeah, that reeks of the yeah. desperation in the writers. Yeah, room. right, That's right. The extreme like, version. Like, did they did they take it to the vet? Did, did they, they watch her pee? We didn't talk about that back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the <laughs> ending of the movie Jacob's Ladder? I don't remember that. Oh, it, it turns out that he was. Um, don't give don't it away. You, that no statute of limitation. It, it's a shitty movie. It's a great movie. It's a scary movie, but I it's love a, the that story movie. is so stupid. I like stupid. very few no, Tim Robbins movies, movie. I have to say. It's a thought-provoking piece it's and a, very well acted and it have that guy that I like. Danny Aiello? Ugh. The other one. You don't like Danny Aiello? No. What about uh, Do the Right Thing? He's okay in that. Okay. But, yeah, I yeah. am the big Jacob Ladder. Tim Robbins is who you're thinking No, the other one. Danny Aiello. No, the other one. <laughs> Tim Robbins. <laughs> oh, you know that pretty that pretty actress who just passed away, Elizabeth Pena. Was she in that? Yeah, she was in that. She was, died? Yes. Yeah. When? She was an alcoholic. Oh my goodness. She was? Yeah. Um I think she died of complications from that. Oh, oh yeah. She was yeah. so great. Yeah. La Bamba. I love La Bamba. Uh Corey writes in and says, Hello, Murps. Are there any Matt Craven? Matt Craven, that's the that, actor. I love him. You know, he lived... Uh, that can also wait is that until West I finish Craven's the... Is that Wes Craven's son? No. He lived in the valley. I saw him once when I was driving past, and I stopped my yeah, car. I went, and I unrolled the window, and I said, Hey, I, li- I think the world of you. You're terrific. He, Unfortunately, he, from Canada. So. Yeah, well, he's he, here now. He looks <laughs> exactly like his name sounds. You know? Yes, he does he's handsome like to me. But, I love that. He looks German. He's he have a his, his angular. Mm. He's angular Merkel. Angular Merkel. In his, um, he was in a few good men's and Crimson Tide. And okay, we're, but I'm in the middle of a, an email here. Oh, sorry. Let's hear more about Matt Craven. Who does not want to hear more about Matt Craven? I'm suddenly interested. I love him. He's played a lot of bad guys. If I was not mit Helmut and he was not married, I would. And if he him, wasn't Canadian, I'd ask him what he'd like in the chips aisle. <laughs> <laughs> what, what he would like to put in his basket? Yeah, in the chips. Would you share your snacks in my basket, Matt Craven of Canada? Who's your favorite screenwriter? Corey writes in and says, "Oh, he was in Tough Cookies in okay, okay, you know. Sorry. Okay. No, go. I don't know if this is a bit or not. <laughs> It's a funny bit if it is a bit. I'm going to try. Okay, so Corey writes He was in Meatballs. Good, Come on. Oh. Good. Meatballs. Was he one of the good kids or the bad kids? Was he, was he a counselor? He was a good kid. He was hardware. Oh, hardware. Let's see yeah. his, his uh, Google rating goes up. We can gauge the popularity yeah. of this podcast by that. That's M-A-T-T-C-R-A-V-N. 
Um, <laughs> Corey writes in and says, are there any movies you will see no matter what because of a certain director, actress, or actor? I always enjoy Sam Rockwell. Thanks for the great podcast. Well, clearly we know your answer, Matt Craven. Matt Craven <laughs> and also Sam Rockwell. And you're not going to believe this, Tom Cruise. Okay. What? I really like Tom Cruise. I like Valkyrie. Movies. I did like Valkyrie. Oh, did you like see uh, Edge movies. of Tomorrow or Do It Again or Die Die Again, whatever? The one where he keeps yeah. coming back? Yes. Yeah, I didn't mind I that. Love that. It was one. like Groundhog Day. Okay, meets, so to Corey, alien. to Corey, I ask you: Have you seen Happy Hell Night? Have Have you seen um, you know Light Sleeper with James Spader? Have you seen uh, Lawn Dogs with uh, the girl from Sixth Sense? These are all Sam Rockwell movies, and if you see every one of them, you have Sam have to Rockwell, have seen them. the actor director, the actor actor, the actor actor. Did, did you see Basquiat? Um, that was horrible. Did you see uh, the one about the I wrote Gong that. Show? Um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah, I'm sure that Corey did because that's yeah, that's a Sam Rockwell. Yeah, right. right. But I'm I just like saying. Sam Rockwell. I mean, he he has so many goddamn credits. Like like, it's hard to keep up with the guy. He's a hardworking actor. Yeah. Jason, what is your? He has 92 uh, acting. Twitter. I don't have. You don't have a tweet. He's old. Remember, yeah. okay. he has 92 acting credits. Wow. Yeah. And counting. And counting. Who? Uh, who? What about you? Is there an actor, writer, director who see everything of that they did? Well. I, I guess, oh, yes, it has to be, it has, oh, that Matt Craven is He's a cool a, drink of water. <laughs> He's a cool drink of white uh, cloth. Welcome to the Sam Craven <laughs> podcast. I mean, the, the Sam Craven. Sam Craven. Sam Craven. <laughs> okay, that's, that's. What about Wes Craven? Uh, I will not see every like movie. I, no, I will see, um, just off the top of my head, Woody Allen, but. Um, You've seen every movie he's done? I have. You saw the latest one? I did. Was it good? It was not great. Um, but I don't care. How about the one before that? Not great. The one before that? Not great. Yeah, the one mid- before yeah. that? Not great. Midnight in Paris? Midnight in Paris? Not great. Not great. All the way back to how I about, like watched five minutes. I'm how about like, bananas? Out. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Take the money and run. Great. Pretty good. Yeah, great. Any uh, hole, great. great. From there, <laughs> downhill. Um, that was, as I said, my. Uh, my thing at the front of that was that uh, just off the top of my head, had I had a chance to think about it, I would have said maybe they're not all that great <laughs> <laughs> before I was so rudely cut off. What about you? I, th- I think there's more. Give me a chance to think. Um, there was a while when I w- would see every Steven Soderbergh film, but then mm-hmm. like, and then he started making too many things. And, oh, and, you know, Ocean's 12 was so bad. I didn't see Ocean's 12. Um, oh. I liked it. Okay, it was pretty good. Mm. I liked. Uh, I liked the. Um, hey, do you have you ever heard of a movie called uh, Birgit Haas Must Be Killed? No. <sighs> was it good? Really good. Okay, Birgit Haas Must Be Killed. I saw it in a in a class um, a long time ago, and it. I can't, I don't know. I can't find it. I'll bet I can find it for you. Okay. Yeah, you right. guys probably. What, can, can, why did you bring that up? There it is. Have you ever seen? Have you seen every Laurent Heinemann movie? No. Uh, every Pierre Fiat Fabre movie. I like those brothers, the Belgian brothers, the ones uh, who did that that uh, dog movie. I think there was a baby dog missing. Bite. Oh. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> why did you bring up Bridget? Bridget Haas, Haas must be killed. Must be killed. Bridget Haas must be killed. Uh, 
because I have a fascination with kind of that batter Meinhof, uh, you know, you know, yeah, uh, German kind of Black Friday, uh, yeah. um, Black September. I mean, uh, yeah. era. Uh huh. I like that. Okay. I don't like it. I appreciate it. Mm. And this is a. It's just a really good uh, film. It was. It was. I took it. I saw it at a. At a women in cinema class at UCLA. All right, you're not you're not going to get girl, laid from this girls podcast. Girls in cinema. Girls in cinema. <laughs> girls on film. <laughs> and um, two minutes later, um, <laughs> I, I that's well, that's I don't know. It was just it was just great, and I and I, I think I remember it because I wrote a paper about it and I got an A. Oh. So, did you guys ever see uh, Run Lola Run? I like this one. Nine. Oh, that's a good one. You should see it. I like her, though. Yeah. In the Bourne movie, especially. Thomas Twaker. Twaker? The director. Uh, okay. That's that's a good email. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's... I do like Tom Cruise. I have to side with Giselle on this. I enjoyed Jack Reacher. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, Oblivion. I enjoyed... Um, Whatever, lather, die, rinse, repeat. Am I, I have a, I have a like a side question. I know we don't. I know we don't have that much time. Oh yeah, we, I, I got to wrap up. Um, but oh, shit, I got to go. Um, okay, quickly. You know when? Um, speaking of of uh, Tom Cruise, you know when John Travolta like is they they show him like flying his plane or he's standing outside of his plane or yeah, he plane. he's always wearing like a captain's shirt, right? Because like, why does he do that? He's playing like playing dress up. He said it's his own plane. It's not I know. like he's required by the company but that's, to wear his captain with the epaulets and everything. I think the epaulets is a big part okay. of the reason Guys, why I have, people go to planes. I, I have right. to, you're and also because you're flying, flying a fucking plane. That's awesome. That um, okay, <laughs> Steve uh, Owens writes in, I had a cop pull a gun on me when I was a teenager. My friends and I were skateboarding in a shopping center parking lot uh, where skateboarding was prohibited. Well, then you get what you deserve, uh-huh. Steve. Uh, when the police showed up, everybody ran. Uh, they didn't have to out, outrun the cops. They apparently only had to outrun my Ooh. chubby slow ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I see where that's going. Like did, that poor guy from Rutgers who got it by the bear. Okay, we'll get into that next week. Uh, as I was climbing the fence. story. Oh, well, it sounds sad. As, as I was climbing the fence to get away, I heard freeze. Down off the fence now, uh, now lard ass. Yeah, with, with your hands up, lard ass. If you can get him up, uh, I turned around and he was pointing a gun at me. Drop I was the 14, burrito. I was a fourteen-year-old boy at the time. Um, Did you? I wonder if he soiled himself. Okay, now here's the thing. We I would. He. I'm sure. And he says everyone in that event was white. Police have always been and will always continue to be a word that I will not say because it's not true. Because we uh, there. It, it, no. Is I, this you talking? What? No, no. This is, this is, I was reading the email. He was, oh. he was, he's anti cop because of this experience. Oh. And what's the shame is, and this is the problem. Um, this is why cops are held to a higher standard because when one bad event like this happens because of that uniform, Steve is forever going to associate cops with that being, having a gun pulled on you when you're a 14 year old kid skateboarding. Absolutely. And so I don't blame you, Steve, but it's not true. And Detective Ray O is one of, Millions of uh, no, maybe not millions, maybe tens, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, thousands. Well, thousands. thousands were covered. Like dozens, dozens. One of six. 
good cops in this in this fine fine union we have, and and we we owe them a lot. And uh, for every, it's it's kind of like a bad restaurant review. You know, if you have a bad one bad, it takes a long time to shake it. Yep. And yeah. it's like one bad cop, and especially in this day and age when everything's filmed and, and shown on the and and we talked about this before, like it it's exponential, and that's why you know every cop is sort of like the Jackie Robinson of all cops at this point, you know, because like you can't do wrong or else it it just sullies yeah. the the image. So yeah, um, but anyhow, I'm sorry that happened to you, Steve. But don't don't hate on all cops. I've I've, I've had nothing but good experiences. I've had a few um, bad. So okay, we got to wrap up. I have a, a quick plugs. You have what do you, what do you have to plug to anything? Oh, um, I have nothing. Okay, Giselle. I am just very pleased to be above ground today. I have. Um, I'm. Fixed. I was happy to meet Giselle. This one, hmm? yeah. This girl, yeah, this, yeah. this girl over here. <laughs> uh, I have oh, a uh, Tyson. Say please. Okay, we're, we're actually past this. We're, we we got it. We got to know the name of the guest, Jason Katsafrakis. Yes, K A T S U F R A K I S. Okay, uh, and I'm sure. going to plug a, a hole in the bike tire because I'm trying to get back on my. And I'm not. <laughs> that's not a joke. I, I actually do have to fix it, but that's my plug for this week. Oh, I'm plugging Pam Adlon's TV show too. It's Boom. Fun. I. You know, I'm not. I auditioned to it for it, and they didn't hire me. Oh, so fuck all right. them. Screw that. I hate that show. Uh, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for uh, to Tyson and Darren for maintaining the, uh, the the Tumblr page. You can just add Nooner Podcast to every email and social media thing you'll get us. That's Gmail, Twitter, and uh, Tumblr. So um, hopefully Cassandra will be back next week. I don't know what, and maybe John will be back too. Uh, in the meanwhile, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye for now. If that fuck. 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 has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.